0: If somebody asked me, what's the most important thing in your walk, in your life, this would be the answer, prayer. You will not make it for God, and you will definitely not be an overcomer if you don't have a prayer life. Now, I didn't say if you if you don't pray. I said if you don't have a prayer life. Amen. We have to have a prayer life. We have to have a uh, meaning. You know, the Bible tells us in First Thessalonians to pray without ceasing that we are in an attitude of prayer all the time, but you have to have times of prayer. We can't, I, I literally could preach about prayer every service for the year and it wouldn't be enough because if you if you ever get to a place where you're losing the battle, you feel like you're discouraged or you feel like uh, things are going wrong or not going the way you want them to go, you can always go and check, watch this word, the attitude you have about prayer. Okay? That's a good thing to write down because that's where I'm going with this. I didn't say you're not going to have problems. Didn't say you're not going to have struggles. Didn't say you're not going to have any of the, but, but the way you win those things and the way you understand that verse that he read that we sent out today, many are the afflictions of the righteous. That He didn't say some people that are righteous have afflictions. He said many are... He didn't say maybe there will be. He said many are the afflictions of the righteous, meaning that the the rain falls on the just and the unjust. People that are saved have problems, just like people that aren't saved have problems. We all have problems. We all live in this world. He says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers us from them all. Great point there, all, amen, every single one of them. But we don't get the victory, until we get our attitude right in our prayer life. So Exodus 33, I want to talk about three attitudes tonight, and I and I may or may not get to them. I'm going to try, but may or may not get to them all um, time-wise. It's Wednesday night's a little shorter. But Psalms 33, sorry, Exodus 33, chat, uh, verse 12, say amen if you're there. Moses said to the Lord, see, you say to me, bring up this people you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name. In a prior verse, he's quoting God. And says, you've also found grace in my sight. Now, therefore, watch this, I what? Pray. If I have found grace in your sight, here's the key, show me now your way. Show me now your way that I may know you and that I may find grace in your sight and consider that this nation is your people. And he said, my presence, God says, will go with you and I will give you rest. And then he said to him, if your presence, Moses to, G, to to God, if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. You could quote that in a different way and said, if I'm not praying the way I'm supposed to. If I'm not in the presence of prayer and if, if I'm not in the attitude of prayer, don't do anything for me, Lord, because it's not going to work out right. Did y'all catch that? There's an attitude there. He's basically saying if you're not with me, I don't want to go anyways. How many know you start realizing I don't want to do anything in my life if God's not with me. If I get on my own, I'm in trouble. So he says, "If your presence does not go with us, I'm not going. Don't bring us up out of here." For how then, verse 16, will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight, except you go with us? So we shall be separate, your people and I, from all the people who are on the face of the earth. And the Lord said to Moses, I will do this thing for you that you've spoken. For you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. And then Moses says, please show me your glory. Holy Spirit, we ask you to show us your glory tonight in our lives, in our marriages, in our finances, in our relationships, in our workplace, in everything we do. Teach us tonight, Lord, the power of breakthrough prayer. And let us have a revelation of your word tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said... Amen. We deal with sickness. We deal with failure. We deal with rejection. We deal with afflictions, like I talked about a minute ago, things we are going through on a daily basis. And sometimes we can get misjudged by people. Sometimes people think things about us. You know, don't, don't always think that somebody who looks like they've got victory in their life or you see victory in their life doesn't have problems. Don't think that just because somebody doesn't post their problems on Facebook that they don't have problems. Amen. People many times can be going through great trials and great tribulations and great struggles, but they have found out that if I have the right attitude towards prayer, God will take me through these things, and I will be victorious. Amen. No matter what I'm facing. And a lot of times people can be winning a victory, and winning a battle and being really powerful in their walk with God. And nobody knows it because they don't change because it's up or it's down. I don't want to be that way. You don't know. It just looks like they've all, everything's always working. That doesn't mean there's not battles. Moses was having some real battles. I want you to ask yourself, do I want in my life real, overcoming, powerful breakthrough prayer? That's the kind of life I want to have, the kind of prayer life I want to have. I don't want to just have a prayer life. I want to have a real, powerful, overcoming, breakthrough prayer life, amen, that I see fruit from. So three attitudes, if you want to write them down. Like I said, I'll try to get to them, and I'm going to mention them now in case I don't get into all of them the way I want to. Number one is show me your will. That's the first attitude of prayer we should have. God Show me your will. We saw that there in Exodus 33, uh, around verse uh, 13. He says, show me now your way. So show me your will. Number one, the attitude we need to have is, God, show me what you want me to do. Show me what I'm supposed to do. Number two, I'll come back to those in a minute. Number two, attitude of prayer, search my heart. Search my heart. That's a daily thing that we should do. Search my heart. Heart. Amen. God, look inside. Examine me and see if I'm right, if my attitude is right. And number three, attitude of prayer, break me. Yeah, yeah, I meant to say that. Break me. Okay, break me, Lord. Break me and mold me and make me the person you want me to be. Show me your way. Amen, number one. Search me, number two and break me so that you can use me. Amen? That's probably the biggest key if we get to it. Prayer, many people say, and I believe this is true, prayer is the window of your soul. You can look at a person's life and see their walk and see their their fruit and know that there's a life of prayer there. I said on Sunday morning, not, not not, not, not going without the fact that there are exceptions, I mentioned that, That there are are people who raise their children in the ways of the Lord, and there are kids who go uh, south or go east or whatever direction you want to say it, that is not because those parents didn't raise them in the Lord, but the point that I made at the end was that kids that turn out right and live for the Lord and serve God and fear God are not accidental. It's purposeful. Amen. Same thing with somebody who you see's life has fruit in it. You're not going to see someone's life and look at their life and say, man, I see fruit, I see anointing, I see breakthrough, I see favor, I see God's glory, I feel the presence of the Lord around You're not going to see all that stuff and it be by accident. It's going to be because that person has learned to have the right attitude about prayer. Attitude about prayer. We, we know the saying, your attitude determines your altitude. The other one is attitude is everything. I've got in my office and my by my desk, attitude is everything. Pick a good one. Amen. Right? Don't we choose every day the attitude that we have? Think about it. We we, we can either we can either take the lemons and, and eat the lemons like that and, and make sour faces. Most people make sour faces when they eat lemons, some don't. Or we can take lemons and make lemonade. We don't have any control. Watch this. We don't have any control over the things that happened to us that that are out of our control. There's many times we're trying to control things. It'd be like us saying, "Me saying all summer, I'm just so frustrated because it's hot. I can't control the weather." I can't do anything about the weather. It's going to be hot if it's going to be hot. It's going to be cool if it's going to be cool. So why would I get upset about that? But I can control my attitude about the weather. See that? The attitude about it. It's not going to get any cooler because I'm mad. So I just have to grin it and bear it and realize it's going to be hot. And thank God it's not hotter. Right? There's an attitude you have there. So attitude is everything. Pick a good one. Let's go to number one in our prayer life. Show me your will. I said that earlier, just a few minutes ago, in Exodus thirty-three thirteen, 13, he says, Show me your way. Write this down. Hebrews 12, verse 1. I don't want you to look at any of these for time because I really do want to get all three through 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 all three of these tonight. Uh, Hebrews 12 1, I'm, and I'm gonna kind of quote a part of each verse to not take the time for all of them. He basically says in Hebrews 12 1, lay aside every weight. That's kind of the the general idea of that verse. Lay aside every weight. So when I'm saying, Lord, show me your will, I'm saying, God, whatever thing is pulling me down and tying me to this world and causing me not to hear your voice, I I put that aside. Show me. How many of you ask God? He'll show you those things. He'll show you those things that are weights that pull you down, things that are distractions, things that shouldn't be there. uh, Psalms 25.4 also says the same thing. He says, show me your way. This is now David. Show me your way. Great lead in by Paul at the offering. Uh, Great song at the end, last worship song. I, I I don't say this repetitively because to make us look good, I say it repetitively to glorify the Holy Spirit, how he guides and directs our services. How he just leads everything along, and we don't ever talk about what the message is going to be or what songs are going to be chosen. What a great last song, I Surrender, I Surrender, I Surrender. Amen? And then what a great lead about doing that devotion every morning, getting up and getting in the word, getting into prayer. And so he he says, show me your ways and teach me your paths. How's your day going to go? Ask yourself that question. How did your day go today? No one has to answer this. Out loud, but in your mind. Don't don't nod. I don't want to see any answers. But in your spirit, in your mind, did you pray this morning? Well, look away. Did you? Because because in our in our you know we kind of tend to. Did you pray this morning? Then you and then you'd ask yourself that, and then what kind of prayer did I have? Was it was did I have a good attitude about prayer? Did I have good prayer? Did I spend time with God? Then you look at your day that went on today, and I don't say that to condemn us. I'm just telling you to think about it. Then you look at the day you had today, and then you might look at the attitude you brought into church tonight, and you can look back, and listen, I'll guarantee you something. If you had good prayer time, doesn't mean you had a perfect day, but your attitude was right during the day. Are you all with me? Doesn't mean you didn't face things and struggles didn't happen and and all hell couldn't break loose but your attitude was different because you set your day up asking God, show me your way. Show me your way. Lord, lead me in your paths. Show me what your will is. Psalm 39 verse 4 basically says this. Our life is fragile. Our life is fragile. How many realize that? Our life is fragile. And we see here that there's an attitude that's saying to God, God, this is where we got to be. I cannot make it without you. I need, my, I need to understand that the time I spend with God in prayer is like the oxygen that I'm breathing. I've got to spend time with the Lord. And, and if I don't spend time with the Lord and I don't have the right attitude, I'm not going to have breakthrough prayer. I'm just going to have prayer. And then I'm just going to wonder over and over again why I'm not victorious, why I'm not seeing fruit in my life, why I don't have the right attitude when the devil fights against me. There's an attitude to that. Amen? How many are getting the understanding of the attitude? Attitude is everything. Attitude is everything. Pick a good one. You You can get up in the morning and say, I know I need to pray. And then when you go to pray, you can pray with the attitude that you know you need to pray. And you can stay in that attitude that you know you need to pray the whole time. Or you can say, you know what, I'm going to have a good attitude about this. I'm going I'm to th- not stop thinking about everything else. I'm going to make sure I worship the Lord. I'm going to thank him f- for the opportunity to pray, to spend some time with him, and understand that the God of this universe is listening to me. That right there is enough. If you'll just remind yourself, I'm not praying to the wall. I'm not praying to an image. I'm not praying to just somebody out there and hoping that that prayer goes somewhere. I'm talking to the God of the universe. That Moses says, I know you. I know you by name. Can you remember that next time you pray, even tonight? Can you remember when you pray next, tonight when we close in prayer? Can you remember that the Bible says that you're praying to him and he knows your name? He knows your name. He's not He's not just, oh, that, I heard a prayer over there. I don't know who that was. He knows your name. Amen? There, there's an intimacy there that's so powerful. Think about this. This would be a good thing to write down because we're selfish. This is show me your way. Somebody today, and I'll say it tomorrow, somebody tomorrow needs you and your prayer. Somebody needs you and your prayer. For them. Wouldn't that change our attitude about prayer if we'd wake up in the morning and say, I'm not just praying for myself. I'm praying because somebody else needs my prayer. Somebody else needs my intercession. how, How many have ever had in time of prayer people come into your mind, come into your spirit when you're praying? A face, a name, a situation. I want to tell you something. When that comes in, that's not a random thing like some kind of dream that happened. When someone comes into your mind or spirit God is showing you His way, He's, and He puts that name or that person inside of your heart. You should pray for Him right then, and and know that the Holy Spirit is leading you. Amen. So here's the here's an important thought. This is this is this goes along all the ways that we live for God. If I don't have the right heart and attitude in my prayer, God's not going to answer it. I know that's not fun to hear, but. The Bible teaches us in giving that he wants us to give with a what? cheerful heart. So he wants us to pray with a right attitude. He wants us to to pray with an attitude of faith. He wants us to pray with an attitude of of saying, Lord, not my will be done, but your will be done. Amen. How many are with me? Okay this is three attitudes to break through prayer. Now you're not going to get this all tonight. it's not going to happen overnight. But you've got to understand how important it is to have an attitude of prayer. Number two, very, very important. Search my heart. Search my heart. Let's go to Psalms 139. Psalms 139. Shoot over there. I do want you to look at this. Psalm 139. My attitude determines my altitude with God. It says here in verse 23, Psalm 139, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my perfections. What does it say? Flaws, anxieties, problems. He knows all those things. And, he, and he's asking us to ask him to search us and do surgery on us. Now, here's think about this. Like, this is like going to the doctor. Praying like this is like going to the doctor. Lots of people don't want to go to the doctor because they don't want to know what's wrong with them. Right? You begin to feel like something's really bad and really wrong, and a lot of people don't go to the doctor because there's a fear of the unknown or a fear of finding out what they might think is wrong. And obviously, we know a lot of times there's, it's not as bad as, as it seems, but you don't want to go here. You have cancer. You don't want to go here. You have diabetes. You don't want to go here. You've got a heart problem. And so, you don't go. But let me ask you a question Does that change your heart situ- or your physical situation that you don't go to the doctor at all? So a lot of people don't ask God, don't don't ask God, search my heart, because they don't want to know what God's going to find. But we need to understand, if he finds something, I need to know what it is so I can get better. I need to be diagnosed by the great physician, God, and God has a great uh, plan for me, amen, and I need to let him examine me and show me those attitudes. So he says, Search me and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. And watch this. And see if there's any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Now, if you do this often, if you ask this question and you ask God to search you often, It'd be like doing going to the doctor often. You're making sure that your your blood sugars right, your blood pressure is good, you're checking these vitals, you're checking things, and, and it's not going to catch you by surprise. If you do this every day, it's 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 gonna be a lot harder for something to slip in and root and begin to form. That spiritual cancer can come in and begin to form in our spiritual lives. But if I'm asking the Lord every day, search me. Search me, Lord check my attitude, check my motives, check my heart, check check my thoughts, see if there's anything inside of me that's wrong. Now this is a good thing to write down. Searching my heart gives me a personal adjustment of my character. Okay, searching my heart gives me a personal adjustment of my character. As I'm saying this and, and preaching this tonight, the right attitude in this place, as you're listening as a believer, if you really want to know if you're in the right place attitude-wise, as I'm saying these things, there is a yearning desire inside of you for these things to happen. You, you say, I want my character to be right. I want my attitude to be right. You're, you're not afraid. You're not saying, oh man, I don't want to, I'm going to skip number two. You're saying, Lord, I'm open. I'm an open door. I'm an open window I'm an open I'm an open house I'm come on in come on. I don't I don't want to hide anything from you I, I realize there might be some flaws and there's going to be some f- shortcomings but I want to know what they are because how many know it doesn't matter what other people think about you it matters what God thinks about you. amen it doesn't matter what other people say about you it matters what God's word says about you. And so I want God's word to speak to me, and I want my life to line up. How many know that's a big problem today? People are trying to line up their lives with people's opinions instead of lining up their lives with the unchanging word of God. So think about this. As the sun shines in from the uh, west over there tonight, and you can kind of see it over there on that side of the building, as it shines in, As it shines directly in, and on Sunday nights it used to be like this, it would shine in on this part of the service. It would be blinding almost. That sun is direct, and it's coming straight from the sun itself. There's no interference. But if I were to grab a mirror and put it there, I could could ricochet that sun off in a different direction. It could still do something, but it wouldn't be pure and unmanipulated. A lot of times we take an object and we let God's word speak, but we ricochet it off in a different direction and we base it off of sometimes or, or this, so the sun, hopefully you're following me on this, the sun's hitting you directly, but if someone put a mirror and the sun hits you indirectly off that mirror, it would not be truth. It would be manipulated. That's the way a lot of people live their lives. They go off of things that are ricocheting from the truth and based off of angles and other people's ideas, we need direct sunlight into our spirits, direct into our hearts that says, this is what my word says, because the sun is not unchanging. I mean, it's unchanging. It's not going to change. It's direct. It's powerful. It's real. We need that into our lives. Hopefully, you're following that. So, So here's another thing to write down. Repentance brings an opening of the word of God. When I have an examine me heart, an attitude, and he begins to examine me, and he begins to tell me, here's something wrong with you, here's, some, here's an attitude, here's a jealousy, here's an anger, here's an unforgiveness, here's, here's a spirit of lust, here's a, here's a spirit of whatever it is that he reveals to you, you repent of that. And you say, God, I'm sorry, I, I didn't realize that. I I don't want that. And you repent of that. And as you repent of it, it opens up the word of God to you. It opens up the things of God to you. It makes it real. Here's another good thing to write down. This is really powerful. And this is so, I, I could just stay right here for the rest of the time. Character, your character is determined by how you handle rebuke. Think about that. Your real character is handled by how you handle rebuke. Now I'm not even talking, that, that's, that goes with people as well. You know, someone speaking in your life. But I'm talking about when God rebukes you. What's my character when God rebukes me? What's my attitude when God shows me there's, there's something in me that, that I need changed? That's that is gonna, what's going to show my character. Amen. Let's go to uh, a little. Go back to the beginning of Psalms one thirty nine, and I'm going to finish with this second point, verse one. We're still in the second second one, which is search my heart. Right before I read this, this is important. You're going to have a more powerful breakthrough prayer life when you start your prayer off without all the pretenses and all the facades, and all the fake, and all the things that you're trying to make make yourself feel good in the presence of God, instead of just going in open and saying, Lord, you already know me, so I'm not going to try to fake this. I'm going to be real with you. Amen. If you'd go in with that attitude, you'd get breakthrough a lot faster. God's like, here we go again. I know him. I, we dealt with this yesterday. I told you about that yesterday. Now you're coming in with a Coat on over that over that bruise. You know you're coming in with a with makeup on over that bruise. You're trying to hide it like I don't know it's there. How many get what I'm saying? If you'll be real with him, it'll happen faster. Meaning Jesus knows us, God knows us. How many know He knows what we're gonna do before we do it? Right, He knows, cause He's God. So verse one says, Psalm one thirty nine. Lord, you have searched me and know me. And known me, sorry. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down. Watch this. And are acquainted with all my ways. He knows it all. So why do we come in prayer, especially when nobody else is around, and act different in his presence? What are we doing? Right? What are we doing? Who are we fooling? We're not fooling anybody. So God's sitting back there waiting and saying, man, I sure would like to deal with you. I sure would like to grow you. I sure would like to do amazing things into you. But you come to me, and I'm not saying every day, but a lot of times you come to me with this super spiritual attitude and this super spiritual acting. And, I, and I'd and i love for you just to put that down and be real with me. Because I know what you think. I know what you feel right now. I know what you're going to do. I know what you want to do. So why don't we just get that out with God right away. Are you all here? Get it out. Because he knows us. Now look at verse 7. Psalm 139. This will help. This helps your attitude right here. Where can I go from your spirit? That's what David says. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? No matter where you go, he's there. Amen. He's always there. So I come with that attitude of saying, Lord, search me. You know, it's it's like that person that gets pulled over, and nobody's ever going to do this. No one's ever going to do this, ever. Someone's got drugs in their car. They're going to go through the whole waste of their day, waste of the officer's day, waste because they're going to hope that they don't find it. A lot of times we do that with God. We know we're guilty. We know we have a bad attitude. We know we've made a mistake. Lord, you already know. Here it is. What are we going to do about it? And let the Lord deal with it but when he sees honesty in our hearts and he lets us when we say hey go ahead and search search and if you find something he already knows if we already know about it okay but there are times when he tells us something we didn't know about that that's where you really get to have that really awesome relationship with God when you, when you begin to have him reveal something you you go god i'm i did not see that Think about that with with people. A lot of times I can see something in you and you can see something in me that I don't see in myself and you don't see in yourself because you don't see it from the right angle. God sees it from the right angle, and God's heart is for us. Amen? I knew I wasn't going to get into number three, but I'll mention it again. Break me. Break me. Actually, I got to go back and say something right before I say finish with breaking me. Still on two, okay? Search me. This is good. There is some hypocrisy in all of us. Nobody is void of hypocrisy. That's why it cracks me up when people say, "I'm not going to go to that church because there's a bunch of hypocrites there." Everybody has some hypocrisy in them. We're, it's our nature to be hypocritical. Now a lot of times we can be hypocritical not on purpose, but we have that hypocritical spirit in us. And God knows it, but here's the awesome thing. At the cross, we're all even. Amen, we're all even at the cross. That's what's so awesome about the cross, it's even ground. And God says, listen, I paid for that. I took care of that, it's paid for. Just come clean. Just come and listen. This I'm, I haven't mentioned sin. I'm not. That, that's obvious. I'm talking about sometimes not being real with God when you're angry. If you're angry, do you think God doesn't know it? You're going to come into prayer. You're mad that day. You're angry. You're upset, and you're going to put a fake smile on, and that's going to please God be real with God. The thing I'm trying to tell you more than anything is is the way you're going to get breakthrough prayer is by being real with God. By being real with God and allowing your heart to stay clean and pure so He can work in you. And that last one I'll get into next time which is break me is is continual. He breaks us. Sometimes it's just like what, like a like an animal that needs that that leg to be broken by the shepherd, that, that sheep, because it keeps going off th- from the group. And it need, that need something needs to happen to stop that, that thing from happening, that going off and to get to by itself, and the wolf coming, so it breaks that leg. We need to say, Lord, break me. Because you know what happens when we get broken? We can't move. And when we can't move, he can move. He, can get, he gets our attention. Sometimes we look at a situation that's not great, that's not what we want, and we don't realize God's got me paralyzed. God's got me stopped for a reason. It's kind of like the revelation that I had uh, many, time, many years ago about when I used to get frustrated when my car wouldn't start or I got a flat tire or something would happen. And, and over the years, I began to realize, and, and, and every time it happens, I have that attitude now, God's keeping me from something. If I have a tire that blows out, or my battery doesn't start, or something goes wrong, and I'm stuck, or, or traffic's really heavy, even when, even sometimes on Wednesday nights we get out of here and 35 is backed up, and I get all upset. Last thir- I think last Wednesday, I was like stuck in traffic. Then I told my father-in-law, "You know what though? God's keeping us from something up ahead." So sometimes when 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 He's broken us, He's got us right where we where we need to be, so He can work on us. Amen, It's got to sedated so he can do surgery. Father, thank you for your word tonight. Thank you for the little bit we got into. much more we can get into, but Lord, there's no perfect prayer life here. There's no perfect person here, but we can have a breakthrough prayer life if we have the right attitude. Lord, I know that my prayer life is my oxygen. It's my heartbeat. Getting alone with you, seeking your face, not saying the right words. Listen, somebody, as your heads are bowed and eyes are closed, somebody needs to hear this. You need to stop coming to the Lord with your King James version of prayer and you start talking to Him from your heart. God is not impressed by our eloquent words, He wants our heart. He's not impressed with the verses we can quote, He wants our heart. He wants a moldable spirit. He wants a a heart that's broken and contrite, Isaiah says, and willing to be molded by him. Ezekiel talks about him taking our heart of stone and turning it into a heart of flesh, meaning it's moldable, meaning he can work on it. He can, like clay, he can can mold it and form it. We need to be broken, church, to the will of God, broken, broken to the will of God being in that process as Paul mentioned at the offering about giving it all that process of giving it all giving all of us to God not holding back some of us saying Lord everything I have is yours everything I am is yours 2nd Corinthians 12 says that I'm perfected listen in my weakness I'm perfected in my weakness that sounds very weird we, we want to be strong, but God says, when I am weak, He is strong. When I'm strong, He can't be strong in me. I need to understand, when I'm weak, He is strong. When I'm at a place of brokenness is when God can really move. You think as you're praying there about the attitudes that we need to have and how, how life is full of paradoxes. The Word of God is full of paradoxes. It says, to live, you must die, the Bible says. To live you must die. The Bible says to gain, you must lose. The Bible says in an attitude, of course, to be rich, you must be poor. To be exalted, you must humble yourself. That's the attitude that God is looking for in our lives. Those attitudes, listen, I close with this. Those attitudes right before we pray, they do not happen outside of prayer. All the attitudes I just talked about of of asking the Lord to to show him your way and searching my heart and and being broken, those things happen in the time of prayer. They happen when I seek his face. Tonight, we're going to open up the altars. Tonight, we're going to have a few minutes of prayer. And, And I want you to think about this, not just tonight, but every time we have a service. This attitude of prayer is what we bring to the altar. That attitude of brokenness, that attitude of saying, Lord, show me your way. If I'm going the wrong way, turn me around. That attitude of saying, Lord, search me and show me those things. Take that spiritual flashlight and look in my heart and show me the depths of darkness of those things that I don't see, those attitudes that I have, those things that are wrong, those things that don't line up with your word. And then Holy Spirit, break me. Put me in a place of submission to your spirit. As we stand tonight, heads bowed and still and eyes closed, and we're going to open the altar in just a moment. If you're here tonight and you've never accepted Christ, you're listening online, we're going to say a prayer. You don't know Jesus. Listen, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the only way. He's the only answer. He's the He is the door. We we can't talk to God without going through Jesus. Jesus, the Bible says, is the mediator. He's the mediator. He's the only one. He paid the price on that cross for us. That's why we pray in Jesus' name. Because it's that name that gives us access to the Father. How many could say, Pastor, would you pray for me just by lifting your hand? I need to know Jesus tonight. I want to be saved Jesus to come into my heart tonight as you're here let's say this prayer tonight for feel led to say this tonight for someone who might be listening online and then we can we can close this off and as far as the the message but let's all just say this together tonight Lord Jesus I need you I'm lost without you I have no purpose and I have no hope I realize tonight that I am a sinner I need grace although I'm not worthy of it and I fall short of your glory I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins I ask you to wash me clean in the blood that you shed on the cross Jesus I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that he rose from the dead and conquered death hell in the grave and you ascended into heaven and you're interceding right now at the right hand of the father jesus write my name in the lamb's book of life change me tonight in jesus name i pray amen amen i want you to just to find a place tonight just at your seat or at the altar and let's just spend a few moments Maybe begin to practice tonight some of those attitudes. The first one would be, Lord, show me your way.